0: Amen. That's right, Bobby. Once again, we're on our study called World religions, "Religions, Cults, and the Occult." That's right, Bobby. You can give it for Bobby. He can read Woo! and speak at the same time. I never. Hey, dude, I was trying to give some kudos. What are you doing? And of course, "World Religions, Cults, and the Occult." We're on the topic of New Age. Now we've been dealing with the New Age, not only the basic premise and the beliefs, but we dealt with already the history in great detail. And now we are on the practices. How? Where do they get their source of truth? Well, that's the problem. They go elsewhere besides the bible okay and that's the problem okay and what we see is they got a, a, a pattern they go to not just external sources they go to the occult they go to occult practices and the occult of course is demonic so guess what they get demonic teaching lies okay that's what demons do now we've already seen the aspect they go to astrology then last time you're we here we saw a mediumship basically trying to contact dead people okay uh, how many guys have said it's not a good thing to do yeah, especially if you read the Bible, Deuteronomy 18, Leviticus 19, we saw that. Well, they got their different techniques. You could, They say, do it with the Ouija board or just flat out necromancy, and we left off with chanting. Now, we're going to get into another aspect, another way that they basically use a cult technique. And this, again, it's not just something they do, something to do on a Saturday afternoon. Hey, what do you want to do? Right, let's do this stuff. Uh, this is where they derive their, quote, source of truth, their belief system from. Okay. Now, the next one that we're going to get into is what's called divination. Okay. Divination, they got astrology, mediumship, and then number three, divination. Divination is the Latin word divinaire. It means to foresee to quote the secular definition, to be inspired by a God. Little G. Well, we know better. You're to be inspired by a demon, is really what it is uh, going on. But this is the attempt to gain insight into a question or a situation by means of what? The Bible? Wrong answer, unfortunately. Uh, by means of an occultic process or ritual. And then the theory is through this occult process or ritual, you're going to contact a supposed supernatural agency. And I don't doubt that, but again, it's demonic, okay? And then this entity is going to give you some source of truth or foretell the future or secret knowledge, etc., blah, blah, blah. Now, divination uh, comes in different types. The first one we're going to take a look at as you take a look at some subcategories here of divination, and that is omen. Do you feel that? It was like a weird, no, it's not a weird omen. Who said that? Uh, But an omen, basically, for those of you not familiar with that, and we use that word loosely, and there was that freaky movie, I guess, Omen with that Damien guy. I don't remember, I don't know if I ever saw the whole thing, and I don't recommend it. But anyway, uh, back in the day. But anyway, the omen is a phenomenon that's believed to somehow, this phenomenon, this event, this thing that happened, is supposed to be able to foretell the future, okay? Or uh, to be like a uh, portent, the time of change is coming, because this this omen omens Omens include a natural phenomenon yeah they would say well the the this foretells the future or a change is coming so here's oh it uh, could be like a a, an eclipse it could be the abnormal birth of animals or humans or abnormal behavior or something like that and actually as we saw before remember in our hinduism study the dalai lama how did they pick the dalai lama remember that's not his name that's the title Okay, the Dalai Lama, uh, you know, it's some strange child, you know, some strange child with a strange birth or strange markings, and they find this child and run through some tests, and and that's how the 14th one, the guy today, Dalai Lama, okay, uh, that's how he became the one, right, with a strange birth. Now, that's still practiced today, not just with the Tibetan... Uh, Buddhist and things of that nature but in Hinduism period got a couple of pictures here if you can see that far I certainly can't right read but we won't go there uh, but anyway <laughs> uh, This is actually recently a girl uh, over there in India was born with eight limbs Okay, eight limbs, but this is what they would consider in their culture an omen something incredible. Wow. This is wow uh, It's mm. and actually I did some research on this uh, even today And uh, I think at least with her case they've actually done surgery and removed them I'm sure other folks got upset about that, but uh, so now she has two limbs and looks somewhat normal in fashion. Okay, but here's another one; just came out even more newer, and this is another baby born with eight limbs, and what is worshipped by thousands of Hindus as a god, right? because that's an omen. Because of this, no, unfortunately, it's just a birth defect. But this is what they do outside the scripture. No, it's an omen. It's something that's going to foretell the future. It's but so that's one of the categories that people look in this uh, divination. Uh, thing. And of course, what they have, because you and I apparently aren't that smart, right, is they have what's called diviners, okay, or specialists, right? And this is basically a, a category of people who... Now, Chris, I know you saw that baby there with multiple legs and limbs and stuff, but... You see, you don't have this secret knowledge that I do. Only I, the chosen one, can interpret this omen for you, right? As a category of people who know better, who are more spiritual than you and I and the rest of us. And they can tell us what it really means, And which is, of course, subjective, right? They can make anything up, right? It's, uh, right? But doesn't that sound like some folks today? Right? You and I don't understand the Word of God. Roman Catholicism, the next one coming up, we're going to see in, I think it was 1229 A.D., they deliberately kept the Bible. Uh, first of all, if you can even get a copy of it, okay, have fun because that was pre-Gutenberg Press, uh, and even if you can get your hands on it, it was uh, extremely expensive, usually on the royalty, okay, or the Catholic Church would have a copy of the Bible, but it was in Latin. But the English language, it was changed into English instead of Latin. It was going from Latin to England. They deliberately kept it in Latin. So even if somebody somehow could even get a copy of the Bible, which would be extremely almost impossible, you couldn't read it, right? In fact, you look at some Catholic places and say, what are they still reading it in? Latin. They have a Latin mass and things of that nature. How many guys understand Latin? Speak Latin. Nobody does. What do you it's like it would be me, me getting up here going Hey, great study, Pastor Billy. I feel so spiritual. Right? Now I can speak pretty fast and maybe sometimes it can sound like that, but that's not what I'm doing. I'm not speaking Latin. I'm just in a hurry. Got stuff to teach. <laughs> right? So but they kept the lid on it, right? Okay. And then sometimes again the Catholic mindset, not to get into that, we'll get into that in a couple weeks, Lord willing, the next chapter. Uh, is that basically you and I can't read the Bible. We have to go to an elite, right? The priest, we have no business. Let them tell us what it means, okay? This is that same mindset, but you even have people in the church today, right? One of the phrases that you hear me repeat virtually every single week, don't take my word for it. Let's listen to God. So listen to God. You read it for yourself. You check it out. You look at the passage, right? Right? It's not just me, you know, right? And, uh, but that's the mindset. We're to be barrens and checking out, but you have people in the church that, no, 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 Thomas, you see, you think. That's what that passage means. But unlike you, <laughs> I am a chosen one, and I can tell you what it really means. It's the same kind of mentality, unfortunately. No, the Bible, and this is what's so beautiful about this wonderful book. The Bible is so simple that a child can understand the gospel, amen? A child can understand the Genesis account of that that's six literal days. It's not millions of years ago. It's six, right? Yet, at the same time, it's so mind-blowing, full of truth, that it's keeping theologians busy for centuries, Okay. Okay, But God wrote the Bible so that we could all understand it. I don't need to go through an uh, uh, intermediary person or something. But this is what they do with omens, right? And it's not just that they go outside the Bible at some event, some weird thing, whatever, and it's supposed to mean something, foretell the future or whatever, time of change. But you've got to go through the, the diviners and say, blah, blah, blah. They will also sometimes, not just with outside events like an eclipse or abnormal birth or whatever, uh, they will uh, use an artificial method. For instance, a clay model of a sheep liver. Yeah, I sell them all the time at Walmart, right next to the Legos. No, I hope not. Uh, but anyway, and that's supposed to help them communicate with their gods in times of crisis. you are going to a clay model of a sheep liver. Wow. But let's move on. Uh, that's the category number one. The next one is what's called sortilege. Okay, I sort of know what that means. No, sortilege is actually uh, the, consisting of casting of lots. You've heard that term, we'll get to that in a second. Uh, lots are sortes, hence sortilage. Uh, and that's with, uh, you could use sticks, stones, bones, beans, coins, some other item. And so then people would say, you know, well, the Bible talks about casting lots, so this is perfectly fine. No, it's not. Read the context. Let me, let me uh, answer that uh, for you. The practice of casting lots actually is mentioned in the Bible. In fact, if you do the study, it's mentioned in the Bible a lot, okay? In the Old Testament Uh, Primarily, seventy times in the Old Testament, seven times in the New Testament. Now, let me give you a vernacular, though. Okay, it would be the biblical mentioning of it would be like you and I making a decision, flipping a coin, right? Are we going to an occult technique? Are are we doing a a rendition of a sheep liver, right? Are we going through some uh, 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 demon that we need to get some source of truth, right? No, it's just a decision needs to be made, and we flip a coin. That's the biblical term, even when it's used in that context. So, number one. Okay, Uh, when people did use it in the Bible, primarily the Old Testament under the Old Covenant. okay, uh, they didn't have what you and I had today. What do we have today? We got the Bible. So number one, when they were doing it, they were seeking God's direction. And and you see that they used the casting of lots when they would do divisions of land or in the temple and the priesthood and stuff. When it's time to like, like whose turn or whatever they would, if you will, cast lots or to use the vernacular, they'd flip a coin. Okay, it wasn't some occult technique. They're not trying to summon up a spirit or et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Okay, but two, uh, even in that, Proverbs 16.33, even in the, if you will, flipping of the coin, says this, the lot is cast into the lap, but every decision is from the Lord. So God's even involved in that process. It's a great passage on his sovereignty. Okay, so one, it's not there. The biblical usage of it, when it was used in the past, it was not an occult technique. They're not doing that. And the decision came from who? from God. So you can't say it's one and the same. Uh, number two, the New Testament, though, now we're in the new covenant, nowhere instructs Christians to use this method of casting lots in the help of decision making. Why? Because we have what now? What do we have that they didn't have in the Old Testament? We got the completed word of God, right? We got it. In fact, we got so many copies of it today, right? And uh, so we don't need that. And plus, we have the permanent indwelling of the who? The Holy Spirit. They didn't have that, so they didn't have a full copy of the Bible like we got. They didn't have a permanent indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So guess what? We are never commanded to flip a coin, right? If you need wisdom and direction, if you need direction, where do you go? You go to the Word of God. That's why the New Testament never says that Christians need to be a part of that, okay? We don't be flipping coins and stuff of that nature, right? So don't fall for that when they say, well, the Bible talks about casting lots. That's sort That's the same thing. You, no, it's not. Okay, you're out of context. Number three, okay? Is what's called artery, okay? And don't argue about this, Bobby, that's hard to pronounce. But uh, uh, basically, what that is is now this method is uh, you're looking at shapes or you're looking at patterns. And you get some sort of secret knowledge, right, that's going on. Uh, Actually, the Romans used to do this quite a bit. Uh, And again, they would examine the livers of sacrifice animals, not just uh, um, the uh, clay model. They would just, you know, oh, well, look look at the way it's arranged, and that's going to tell us. They would look at the study of the flight of pattern, patterns of birds uh, for direction. Uh, and you know this is evil. They would actually use, oh, I'm going to have to wash my hand after roosters. Can you believe that? That is so demonic. Let's just close in prayer. They would actually use roosters for direction. In fact, they would use cockfighting, okay, and the cockfighting, and I quote, with the intent of communication between gods and man. <laughs> Hey, get the Bible, dude. (laughs) But anyway, but that's what they did, right? And this is what they turned to as their source of truth. is somehow these things were going to give them that. But I have to share this with you. I'm going to rip through them because there's a ton of them, and I'm not even going to read all of them because we can be here all night. But you know, it's not just these three ways that people got into divination, right? Not just the omens, the sorrelation. There is a ton. Of everything, because they would look at any object, anything you could probably even think of, and somehow, with the pattern or whatever, it's supposed to somehow foretell the future or give you some secret knowledge or whatever. Okay, let me just give you some, And these are actually recorded secular knowledge, okay? Uh, first of all, you can get, apparently, some sort of future knowledge, uh, some important decision-making by uh, examining dust. There's actually a word for it. It's called uh, a mathomancy, looking at dust, right? I don't know about you, I'm not a prophet nor the son thereof, but sometimes when I visit people's homes, I get a word of knowledge. You need to go buy a vacuum, you know, but I don't usually tell them. But no, another one's called acutomancy by needles, needles, excuse me, that one hurts. Uh, Aromancy, atmospheric conditions, uh, agalmatomancy, that's by statues, right? Have you guys ever been in the, the Venetian? Right in that courtyard there, and you're walking around. Did you ever get freaked out, those people that you thought were statues, but they're really people looking like statues? Yeah, you move it out there pretty fast. Uh, icomancy uh, by sharp objects, by flower, by salt, by barley, by sounds. That's called alivomancy. Uh, by uh, walking. Apparently, you get a word of knowledge by walking. That's actually called ambulomancy. That's where actually we get the word ambulance for walking, right? And, uh, and again, I don't think you need to be prophet that if you do see an ambulance that, uh, hmm, they're going to the hospital. Roof's <gasps> a <rips the> prophet. <laughs> you can help me my life. <laughs> a Placenta, flowers, burning coals, uh, human sacrifice, that's called anthropomancy. Uh, physical appearance, chance encounters with animals, right? And of course, arachnomancy. What do you think that is? Spiders. Okay, uh, altars, entrails, by sitting in a drawn circle. Now, again, remember, these are all things that they look at, observe, whatever, and somehow going to get this future secret knowledge from. It's crazy. I'm, not, I'm just getting started. And again, I'm skipping over a ton. Uh, auromancy by auras. I kid you not. Uh, axiomancy by axes. So even lumberjacks, unfortunately, get involved in the occult a uh, bachelor crumancy, that's by frogs bellomancy that's arrows uh biorhythmic divination that's biorhythms a uh, water current burning sage or figs listen to this brizomancy to be sleepy i'm going to start taking this more seriously when i'm preaching because at first i thought oh maybe they're a little tired But I'm going to give you a bribomancy if I see that you're doing some divination while I'm preaching. That ain't cool. Okay. Uh, But by sleeping, give me a break. Uh, By bumps on the skin... Okay, a uh, uh, canomancy, canine, that's where, of course dogs, a uh, capnomancy, that's by smoke, melting wax, boiling a donkey's head by thunder and lightning, by dripping wax in water, by striking gongs or copper bowls, by things on paper, by cards, tarot cards, we'll get into that in just a second, uh, fortune cookies, a uh, a uh, pig bladders, uh, by raving of lunatics, it's called Kres- kreskomansky. It reminds me of some of my family reunions. You ever go to some family reunions, you feel like, man, am I related to you? And you do get that word of knowledge, I foresee my future and exit. Right, everybody, I don't know, maybe that's my family. A clamancy by random shouts or cries heard in a crowd, by keys, by dice, by dominoes, by beans, by runes, by comet tails, by colors, by shells, by babies crawling, by barley cakes, by onion sprouts. I foresee a toothbrush in your future. Uh, by, by ice, by cups, by swirling water in a cup, by wheels, by finger rings, by means of finger movements. I've shared with you guys before, uh, a couple of you guys. Did you, and this actually just happened again, I think, about two weeks ago. I couldn't believe it. But uh, over the last probably 10 years, I have actually been accused of secretly working for the Illuminati. Right? And I mentioned finger movements, okay? And uh, I've actually, because they would, I kid you not, they would say, if you take this YouTube video of you preaching... And if you stop it at 22 minutes and 46 seconds, and you look at your hand gestures, you are given a secret Illuminati hand cycle. Just happened again about two weeks ago. First of all, I'm going like, I wish I could have that time that you have. Apparently, I'd love to just be able to sit there and advance frame by frame. (laughs) That would be cool. Okay, uh, number one, Uh, but number two, give me a break, man, I speak with my hands. You know, I'm just, I'm an anime speaker, right? And I've always, uh, the very first time it happened to me, I don't even respond anymore, so I ain't got time for that. Uh, but the very first time I was like, what, are you serious? Give me a break. You know, I went into this biblical thing. It's like, listen, I, I, excuse me, how can you say I'm working for the Illuminati, uh, that Satan and his, his uh, uh, folks, when I'm clearly, if you've observed my teaching work, I'm exposing what they're up to. Right? It doesn't make sense, whatever. Uh, plus, give me a break. Uh, if you could, that's all random, right? I'm always moving my hands and moving around. I, I, I mean, you stop at uh, 32 minutes and 15 seconds? What am I doing? Give them a secret hand sign to the Crips in L.A. or something? What are you, am I making fun of people with arthritis? I mean, well, where do you stop? Right? Uh, but anyway, so people sometimes do that f- uh, finger movements uh, divination by trees, uh, by randomly opening a dictionary. Believe it or not, it's called dictionomanancy okay uh, <laughs> but it, hey apparently according to unfortunately catholicism something might happen a business uh man he was in a great deal of trouble as it goes and his business was failing and he put everything he had into the business and as a last resort he went to a, a priest and he poured out his story with tears and woe and when he had finished the priest said here's what i want you to do you put a bible in your car you drive down to the beach And you take the Bible to the water's edge, you sit down, you put the Bible in your lap. And you open the Bible, and you let the wind just rifle the pages, right? And then when the pages come to rest, you look down, and you read the very first thing you see. This will be your answer, and that will tell you what to do, right? Well, a year later, the businessman, he goes back to the priest. He brought his uh, wife and children with him. And and the man, he was in this new custom-tailored suit. His wife had a mink coat on. His children were shining right? Uh, the business a man wanted to thank the priest for his advice, and the, the priest recognized the guy, but he was amazed at the change, and so he asked him, you, you, you did what I suggested? And he says, absolutely. And the priest, you, you went to the beach. He said, absolutely. And, and you let the wind blow through the pages until they stopped. He said, absolutely. And what were the first words you saw? Chapter 11. Don't do that. That's not how you study the Bible. <laughs> right? I don't care if it happened to work out one time. Uh, but anyway, uh, by uh, dousing, of course, the dividing rod, by dreaming, by dripping blood, by body fluids, by electricity. Yeah. I see a shock in your future. Uh, olive oil, by insects, by well, water vessels exposed to air, uh, by cats, phyldomansi, the name on that one, by fruit, by guttural sounds. Uh, it comes from the Greek word uh, gastromancy is what it's called, uh, the Greek gaster meaning belly, and mantina prophecy. So uh, the next time you hear sounds, very, you know, if it's, you're having a belly prophecy. And of course, if it's making that noise, it's like, why did you eat chicken? I you know, that you get a secret word. Uh, by laughter, laughter, laughter. Uh, Birth dates, dizziness by bones, by, again, blood, by stars, by rainwater, wild hogs. That's called hyomancy. Again, by sleep, uh, footprints, uh, patterns generated with palm nuts or shells, uh, eye color by bamboo, by lips, by the basin, uh, basin of water, by gems or stones, by the moon, by candles, by swords or knives, by spots on the skin. It's supposed to foretell. Remember that? Remember back, when was that? Was that in the 80s when you had Gorbachev? And he had that thing on his forehead. Remember, everybody was saying that that's like a secret map of Albania or something. Remember, remember that? Maybe it was. By <laughs> spots, on by moles, by meteors, by lines on the forehead. I'm not a prophet nor the son thereof. But you're getting old. <laughs> you know, hello, you know, whatever. Small objects, blemishes, molten metal the behind, uh, by clouds, uh, numbers, teeth, wine, the howlings of dogs, by navels, even your belly button gets in the action, fingers and toenails, by eggs, by mountains, by minerals, by pendulums, yeah. uh, folding paper, fountains, pebbles, brush cloth, tea leaves, coffee grounds, rose petals, cracks formed by heat on a turtle's shell. That's plastromancy, uh believe it or not. Observing the pl- patterns collected uh, and produced by a collection of human hair, Okay, so when, next time when your, your, your bathtub doesn't drain and you finally take that deal out, and you pull out that giant wad. <laughs> That's your word, that you need, your future involves a plumber. So uh, by observing shapes, molten lead, when you pour it into the water, by blowing, by throwing stones on the floor, they actually do that in Taoist temples. Uh, interpretation of sneezes. Uh, yeah, you got a cold, shocker. Uh, old shoes by excrement. It's called scatomancy. Uh, and I'm not making this up, okay? Because if you notice, they're just doing anything and everything, right? This one—I kid you not—it's called. It's a new one now. A form of divination is called Shuffle Mancy. Listen to this, and I quote: so "This is secular. The use of an electronic media player, such as an electronic playlist, an iPod, or other medium, wherein one skips to a certain number of songs, and the lyrics and/or tune of that song is the answer to the divinatory question." What? Ever. Uh, by burning straw with an iron, by beetle tracks, by animal shoulder blades, by the sun, by skulls, by hands, by the soles of one's feet, by convulsions, uh, by observing patterns. Wow. This is actually called i I'm not making you can check this out. I'm not making this up. Styromancy. Observing patterns produced by chewing gum. See, you thought I was kidding. So if the Lord should tarry, and I don't get to experience the rapture, and I die a normal death, you know what's going to happen when they do an autopsy on me. There's going to be such a word of knowledge in my gut, and they're just going to roll it over, and well, there's another word, there's another, and the future, this is what, yeah, whatever. So, uh, <laughs> but can you can't believe that? You're going to listen to Chewing Gum. Okay, uh, things found on the road, yeah, it's called roadkill. Uh, Horse behavior, fish behavior, rodent behavior, ant behavior, crab behavior, snake behavior, cheese. I'm not taking a picture, but cheese, Uh, umbilical cord, shade by urine, by itches, and who can forget, by the shape and texture of wood. I have in my notes, anything but the Bible. and I skipped over a ton. You've got to be kidding me. No wonder people are being led astray. Right? Anything and everything but the Bible. But what's sad is, who also is guilty of this behavior? The church. We'll go to anything and everything, listen to something. Did you hear what so-and-so said? And they said this, and they, they saw it in the clouds. There was this thing, and thought, what... can we just stick to the Bible? What happened to the Bible? Okay? Now, that's just that aspect uh, with that. Then you also get into what's, uh, of course, the, called the tarot cards, or what's called tarotology. Okay? And let's talk about that. Uh, it's also called a cardomancy, okay, as a form of divination. And, of course, basically you're using these cards to, quote, supposedly gain insight into the past, present, or future by posing a question uh, to the cards. And, uh, and, of course, the reason is that the reason why you get that answer is, again, you're supposed to be tapping into, quote, a spiritual force. I don't doubt that. Uh, in certain instances, I think some of this is chicanery. We'll get to that in a second. But I do think if there is a spiritual element involved, it's demonic, Okay, obviously, for biblical reasons. Uh, The tarot uh, was first known as the tri-onfi, or later the uh, taraki or tarok, uh, as a group of playing cards. Uh, When they first came out, uh, at least as what's reported, uh, is that a lot of it was more of a a playing card game, okay? But then later, uh, people began to use it uh, in in a different form for more means of divination, okay? Uh, That some would pay. Although some would say, that uh, these form of cards go as far back as Egypt uh, and even involved with the, the Jewish Kabbalah that we talked about in our Jewish can, uh, stuff. Uh, but anyway, so, so, uh, even though, so there's kind of a debate. Uh, was it always an occult technique? Uh, was it really just a part that was a, a playing a game of cards then turned to occult? Uh, whatever. But today, what do people use it for? The yeah, occult. Cool. I think that's there. Uh, tarot, they say, that comes from an Egyptian's word tar, meaning path or road, Uh, And the word uh, "ro" or ras means king or royal. So translated, these cards are supposed to be the royal road to life. Okay. Now, the first recorded uh, person who, if you will, gets blamed or takes credit, whatever you want to call it, uh, for uh, the meaning of these cards for uh, divinatory purposes uh, is a guy named Jean-Baptiste Aliette. And, of course, he came up with that song. Aliette, I have no idea what it means or the rest of the song. And the only reason why I know that is because from the prophet Bugs Bunny, the cartoon. Remember them singing that song? Yeah, let's just move on. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, he gets credited for these cards being used for divinatory purposes, 1783. Uh, and he argued that the first copy was imprinted on leaves of gold. That sounds like somebody. Didn't somebody also do some occult techniques and say that the plates were made from gold? and, Yeah, we'll get to that in just a second guy's a big occult guy. Well, it goes from this guy, the Alietta guy. It goes to um, uh, Marie. This is kind of a thread of how it's popularized for divinatory purposes. Marie Anne Lennername, whatever. Anyway, so she was, uh, used these tarot cards to influence people of uh, high positions like uh, J- Empress Josephine, Napoleon, and other notables. I wonder if that's why he made the fatal decisions he made shouldn't have been listening. Uh, and then basically a guy named Eliphaz Levi, 1810, 1875, basically uh, occultists, magicians, all the way down to today, basically give this guy like the credit. He's the one that really put the stamp of, uh, of usage on this, these cards for divinatory purposes. He wrote a book called uh, Dogmael Ritual, okay, and uh, that basically they say all the occult usage stems from this guy's uh, work on the cards. But there's different kinds of cards, Uh, if you look at it, and uh, there's French tarot cards, there's German tarot cards, there's Italian Portuguese cards, there's, of course, the the, uh, occult ones, the more that we think of, it's actually a 78-card deck, okay, split into two categories, one's called the major arcana, which means greater secrets, Uh, the other one's called the minor arcana, or lesser secrets. Uh, The major arcana is 22 cards, you know, it's got, you know, if you're familiar with like the magician, the high priestess, the empress, uh, the lovers, the chariot, the wheel of fortune. That's a tarot card. Interesting. And uh, the hangman, the death, etc. Blah, 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 And then, of course, that's, then you got the minor ones, that are 56, so 56, 22, that's where you get your 78. Okay, but now, just like, remember I mentioned with the Ouija board, they always cheap, kind of get people into it, so they repackage it to get you involved in a cult technique. And the Ouija board now is pink and looks cool for young teenage girls. Remember that? Okay. You can look it up on the internet, it's still there, uh, the pink Ouija board. But uh, they also do the same thing with tarot cards. They're coming out with new versions all the time. Listen, for instance, I kid you not, secular knowledge, cat lovers may have the tarot of the cat people to conjure up you know, your future, whatever. Uh, the tarot of the witches, the Aquarian tarot, and listen to this, I'm not making this up, the Silicon Valley tarot, uh, and these cards include the Hacker flame war, the layoff, and the garage. Because we all know that Apple started in the garage, right? <laughs> You've got to be kidding me, man. All right, But basically, if you're not familiar with this, the practice of the cards is basically uh, the questioner uh, either cuts the cards, the, uh, the stack of cards, or just uh, cuts them or just touches them, okay? And then the so-called psychic card reader deals out some of the cards face down Okay, into a pattern they call a spread. Then they overturn the cards, and then this is where it's all subjective. Then that person gets to tell them what the cards mean, right? Uh, Supposedly about the hidden knowledge or against somebody's uh, future, or what they see in the cards, right? That's how it is. But again, is that something that God uh, says to do? Absolutely not. Again, Deuteronomy 18, Leviticus 19, uh, we see that that is something that God forbids. You don't use these techniques to so-called foretell the future. If you want to know the future, what do you do? Read the Bible. Hello, that's the beauty of what's called Bible prophecy, which makes up one-third of the Bible. Directly or indirectly, Old Testament, New Testament is about Bible prophecy. God wants us to know the future, but just get it from there so you don't get lied to. Now, speaking of which, real quick, open to Acts 16, because we're going to see that God does not condone these kind of demonic practices, Okay, these occult practices uh, for the future. In fact, the Bible clearly says that if somebody's doing this, if it's not a bunch of make-believe phony baloney, I'll get to that in a second, Uh, is clearly demonic. And this is what we see in Acts uh, uh, 16. And uh, Paul's dealing here uh, with this uh, slave girl, and she's demon-possessed. And what was she doing? Okay, but let's take a look at Acts 16 and uh, verse 16. And Paul says this, once we were going to the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the what? The future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune telling. Same kind of thing we're talking about here. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept saying this for many days, and finally Paul became soul troubled. Now, why would be Paul troubled? You think, well, hey, she's telling them the truth. Well, do you want a demon being your mouthpiece? Even though, it's, right, exactly. So Paul says, uh-uh. I, you know, and then also, that's what demons do. Sometimes they might feed you a little bit of truth just so you get hooked. And then now that you're hooked away from the scripture, then that's when they start feeding you the lies. So it's kind of like a bait bait and switch. So Paul says, "Uh uh-uh, that ain't how the truth's coming out. So he says this, he became troubled, so he turned around and he said to the spirit, the demon, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of here. And at that moment, the spirit left her. And when that happened, the slave owner says, oh man, thank you so much, uh, because now she is free from this torment, and let's take you out to eat. Now the source of income is gone. What, if you read the rest of the text? And they took them before the city councils, had them flogged and beaten and jailed and, you know, just didn't appreciate it. So, and uh, sometimes, you know, when you try to point these things out to people, what do they do? It's almost like they beat you. Right? It's like, dude, are you serious? You're getting involved in some demonic stuff. What are you doing? What, what are you beating me for? I love you. I'm just, but, anyway. but anyway, so the spiritual dimension of our world is real. It is not to be taken lightly. The Bible says that Satan seeks to destroy us. That's why Paul also says be of sober mind. Pay attention to your surroundings. Don't get hooked up into this kind of baloney. Many people seek out supernatural knowledge about the future because they fear the future, but you and I are not to fear the future. And if you want to know that, because who wins? Who's in control? Who's in control of the future? God, right? We belong to him. We're the winners, not the losers here. And by the way, if you want to know the future, stick with the book. God doesn't lie. It's all right there. If you would just stick to the Bible, but isn't that the problem? Anything else but the Bible. And again, what's the premise here? This is where New Age gets their source of truth. Now, the next one we're going to get into, okay, is called scrying. (laughs) No, it's not crying, by the (laughs) way. It's scrying. Scrying means seeing or peeping. That's a practice of looking into something, okay, with the hope of detecting a message or a vision. You literally just stare at it. Uh, And it's supposed to, again, it's a form of divination, uh, fortune-telling, and things of that nature of the future. Now, oftentimes, scrying is combined, not just staring at something but you also induce yourself with drugs. And again, I'm telling you, I've said this so many times before, many people doing uh, drugs today, they are not innocuous. Some people uh, think they're just taking a trip. Oh, that was fun. Drugs, you study the occult, been there, done that, wish I wouldn't have bought the t-shirt, are always a means to quickly get you into an altered state of consciousness. It's not just, hey, wow, did you see that? that was wild. No, you're, and, you don't, and the occult uses that as a quick method to get into that state, okay? Uh, but anyway, so scrying, what do they do? They stare at what? They stare, it could be glowing coals. They could be staring or scrying at smoke uh, into water. Uh, and they believe that once you stare into this media, that it opens up the realms of the gods and, and spirits, devils, or what they call the psychic mind. This involves, of course, crystal balls. I'll get to that in a second. Uh, mirrors. Remember I told you that the mirrors are big in the occult? Okay. Uh, it could also just be a reflective black surface like obsidian. Uh, some um, some just stare into pitch dark. Clear sky, clouds, shadows, light patterns against walls, ceilings, uh, pond beds. Uh, Some simply close their eyes. It's actually called eyelid scrying. Now, Sunday, I'm going to be watching for a second reason, Tom. There better not be no scrying going on at sunrise. Let's move on. Uh, but anyway, uh, scrying involves a self-induced trance. Again, drugs can uh, help that t- take place. But uh, basically what they say is you stare at this thing, get into this altered state of consciousness, get rid of unwanted thoughts uh, from the mind. Uh, in the, and this is secular. Listen, in the same way as repetition of a mantra, concentration on a Mandela, remember that funky shapes, the big things that are coming out, the adult coloring books, you just stare at the thing, all right? This is secular notes. Uh Concentration on the mandala, or inducing the relaxation response, and even hypnosis. So they admit that these are techniques that get you into that state to get the supposed knowledge. Now, Nostradamus, he was actually a big scryer. Most people, even Christians, still want to listen to this guy. And uh, gosh, where was I at? Just one of the conferences the last couple of weeks. And some guy was coming, hey, y'all, but did you hear Nostradamus? I'm going, you've got to be kidding me. Who in the world's going to listen to Nostradamus? I mean, because when you understand his background... Okay, this guy—he was using divination. I'm not going to listen to a guy involved with demons. In fact, I'm not going to go into it because we dealt with this in our introductory, uh, when we first started this study in greater detail. But he stared into a water, a bowl of water, okay, and, uh, or, or, and or a mirror. Right, And this is where he got his information from. And he knew what he was doing was wrong and was going to send him to hell. All I have time is to quote what he said to his son. Quote, he beseeched his infant son never to dabble in such practices, for he says they desiccate or dry up the body, disturb the mind, send the soul to perdition. And for that reason, he burned to ashes the ancient books he learned these techniques from. And when he did, they said, he said they burn with an unnatural brilliance. And I'm going to listen to this guy instead of the Bible got to be kidding me. Now, again, who's also guilty of this? Joseph Smith. This is secular knowledge. It's not me. Secular knowledge. Now, we've talked about this a little bit before, but listen to what they say. In the 1820s, Joseph Smith, founder of the Latter-day Saint movement, based in part on what was said to be information contained, uh, obtained miraculously through, from reflections on seer stones. Smith had at least three of these separate stones, including his favorite, a brownstone that he found during excavation of a neighbor's well. He initially used these stones in various treasure digging quests in the early 1820s. And he would place the stone at the bottom of his hat and put his face in the hat to read what he believed were the miraculous reflections from the stone. And that was going to tell him where the gold was. That's the exact same thing he did where he derived the so-called Book of Mormon. Full-blown coat. Even the secular people... Want to do it. But it's okay because those were golden plates. And somehow an angel super. Also explains, we'll get into that in greater detail. What was he using this initially for before he came up with a new religion? Treasure hunting. Money. If you know anything about the Mormon church, okay, it's money. Big time money. You want to make it to that triple tier, the celestial kingdom? You don't only got to go on that bike tour for two years and through the Mormon priesthood, but you better, uh, uh, you better catch up on your tithes. And we're not even going to take your word for it. And by the way, they do 30%. okay. And In fact, if you don't do it, they're going to actually have you, in order for you to go to that top layer, uh, you have to submit your W-2s, make sure that you paid up. Why would they be that so focused on the money? What was the founder all about? Once you understand the founder, it explains a whole bunch today. Uh, folklore: uh, uh, Women would gaze into a mirror into a darkened room, often on Halloween, It's a form of scrying, and catch a glimpse of they believe their future husband's face in the mirror, uh, or a skull would appear uh, if their fate was to that they were going to die before they got married. But that's what they do in the mirror. That was a, uh, actually uh, 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 this sometimes teenagers. And don't mess with this. This ain't funny. But there's a, a a form of scrying going around called Bloody Mary, right? Bloody Mary and Bloody Mary again. You you in the dark. you turn out the dark. You're looking in the mirror, whatever. And and uh, but but quote. It's designed to allow the scryers easy escape if the visions, uh, summon uh, prove to be too frightening. No. How about just don't do it, right? If something appears, right? But it's still being done today. But you know, but it's the same kind of mentality with the Ouija board. Oh, it's just a boy. No big deal. You know what? Don't mess with this stuff. This is a cult. Or it's just a little funny game the teenagers play. Bloody Mary in the bathroom. Ah, everybody screams. No, it's an occult thing. It's called scrying. You don't want to mess with it. Of course, uh, fairy tale, Snow White, what'd she do? Mirror, mirror. on the, That was a form of scrying. Right? That's, that's, that's scrying. The uh, Lord of the Rings, if you're familiar with that, they used a mirror and supposedly, that, that's scrying. That's an occult technique. Uh, the television series Charmed. The sisters uh, scribed with a, a crystal and, uh, and a map to locate people, right? Just encouraging people in that. But speaking of crystal, you got crystal balls, okay? Another form of scrying. You stare into it now, what? Not a mirror, not a thing of water, right? But a crystal ball. Uh, actually, the uh, earliest use of that was attributed to the Celtic Druids, that they used that. Uh, became very uh, popular throughout uh, Europe. And again, the crystal ball was supposed to tell you, you know, about your future and your romance and all that stuff. And that basically leads us to people that call themselves sidekick. And I'll just go ahead and put this down here, okay? But these people are supposed to have this special knowledge, that they could use these techniques or other things, or they could just have this thing called ESP, and they could have this extrasensory uh, personification that they could figure out you know things that you and I, they just got this uh, uh, beyond the normal senses, beyond you and I. We can go to them to f- decipher our future, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they, they use a lot of these practices, including crystal balls whatever, but tarot cards and palm reading and all that kind of stuff too, just all kinds of occult, uh, occult things. Uh, they even have something called psychic surgery. Lord willing, we'll get into that as we finish up uh, New Age next week. Uh, because New Age has gone into the health movement, and I want to end on that. Okay, a lot of practice, reflexology and all these kind of things, they're sucking you into New Age. Okay, uh, the word psychics, derived from the Greek word uh, psychikos, the mind mental, okay? And that uh, these people have these, you know, mental powers, right? In the late uh, 20th century, psychics were commonly associated with, guess who? Ryan says New Age. Hey, that's right, New Age. Uh, and psychic readings uh, for advertising for psychics are commons throughout the 60s. Uh, readings were offered for a fee, uh, given over the phones in a home, psychic fairs. Listen to this. You think, well, our society isn't going to, that's just a small segment. Nobody's going to popularize that. Listen to this stat I came across. In 1990, members of the National Academy of Sciences, so you think these are the scientific community, they're going to downplay this, right? 63% say that this should be allowed of the scientific community. So they're even allowing uh, a lot of this stuff. Uh, but basically, these people believe that uh, you can learn these techniques, you can learn to become a psychic. And, and then, unfortunately, I think some of that's true because you can learn to do these unfortunate divinatory things, get involved in that, and you're going to have a spiritual experience. It just ain't from God. And you don't want to do it. Others would say, no, 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 uh, it has to be, it's hereditary, it's passed down to parent and child, but whatever, just don't mess with it, number one. Now, again, they use... Either these techniques or the ones that basically just dupe people, which is, I think, a big part. They, we've talked about this before. Uh, they call them cold readings or hot or warm readings, okay? And it's basically people think that you got some psychic mental power, right? But it's not. It's just common sense. Like, for instance, a person walks in. Let me give you an example of some cold readings, okay? And this is their techniques. This is what they do to give people the impression they can tell the future and give them money right it's like a person walks in and all you got to do is do a cold ring you pay attention to that person first of all you look at their hand why because this is going to tell you something very important that you could dupe the person are they married right so that when they come in here's how you suck them right in you go you know what you know they don't you notice they didn't have a ring so what are you going to say to that person doesn't matter male or female you know i just i'm just getting this impression that um you're searching for a relationship, and you say, "Well, duh, right?" But see, they're the, they didn't—they don't know this goes on. <gasps> How'd you know? <laughs> and they got him right there. They sucked him in right there. Uh, you can do stuff like that's what's called a cold reading. It's all chicanery, right? You—you you can pay attention to the person. How, how they dress? Like, say a lady comes in and she's got nice slacks on. She's prim and proper. Takes care of herself, right? Well, and so you can say, "I could." It just feels like you're—you're you're a very professional person who has high ideals, <gasps> how'd you know, I looked at your clothes, right? And somebody, is, you know, just, or somebody that comes in, like they're just kind of slumped over and, yeah, I just feel like you're feeling depressed lately, well, duh. you know, just, you look at body language, that's called what's cold reading, that's no, there's no supernatural power in that, you're duping people. A warm reading is where you get people to fill in the blank, it's, you go fishing, right, that's really what it is, and what they do with this one, after they get you with the cold reading, and this is assuming they're not doing any of this stuff, right? What they do is they'll sit there and they'll, they'll get you to fill in the blank. Well, okay, um, and, and they'll pick something like it happens to everybody. Has everybody 100% your whole life ever gotten along perfectly with your parents? Praise God, none of you lied. Okay, right? It just it happens, right? I'm not condoning it. It just happens. Welcome to life, okay? Everybody has disagreements from now and then. But anyway, so they'll go in there and say, I could see that um, you've had some turmoil with your parents, and they'll pick one, they'll go, and it's, uh, uh, I think it's, I'm, I'm feeling it's, 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 it's your mom, and what happens is they watch the person, and the person isn't emotionally responding, if they're kind of going to come like this, because they may have a great relationship with their mom, they'll, they'll back out of it, and they'll go, but I, I see you've dealt with that, you've dealt with that, no, it's, it's, uh, it's your dad, how'd you know, how'd you know, because if it ain't your mom, it's your dad, <laughs> right, you get them to fill in the blank, that's what's called a hot reading or cold reading, it's all a bunch of chicanery or stuff, okay, the the so-called psychic thing, but anyway, they they dupe people into doing those things, now, I want to give you, here's their track record, the recent statistics, this is from 2012, the earliest I could find, this is secular research, by the way, okay, here is from 2012, here is what the so-called psychics missed, they missed pretty much every major world, they didn't just not get it right, they didn't even have this on their radar at all, so much for being a psychic, Uh, They missed, nobody mentioned anything. Of all the top psychics, nobody mentioned anything about Hurricane Sandy that year. The largest earthquakes, 8.2, 8.6 in Indonesia. The largest death toll from earthquakes uh, that year also. Palestinian successful bid to become a UN non-member observer state. That's huge news. They didn't get any of that. The escalating crisis in Syria. uh, the, The riot fallout in Russia. Uh, The debacle with Facebook on the stock market, the Aurora, Colorado theater shooting, the Newton, uh, Connecticut shooting, the worst U.S. school shooting in decades. Nobody even mentioned that. The death of Whitney Houston, Gore Vidal, Phyllis Diller, Dick Clark, Ernest Borgnine, Andy Griffith, Neil Armstrong, Sally Ride, Patrick Moore, Ray Bradbury, uh, General Norman Schwarzkopf, Rodney King, didn't mention any of that stuff, Uh, the Italian cruise ship, Uh, a Costa Concordia that ran uh, aground killing 15 people. They didn't get any scores, any medals, any rankings at the Olympics. And this is secular knowledge. This is cool. And the most important event of the year, the end of an era, not one of the psychics got this. Twinkies went bankrupt. (laughs) (laughs) And he says this. What do these numbers tell us? Listen, this is secular. The average person can do much better. Statistically, you and I acting like we're a psychic can do better than these guys that people are raking in the dough from. And you think of raking in the dough, listen to this, secular. People believe, yet, even with all that statistics, secular knowledge, yet, people believe that, quote, psychics, astrologers, uh, can tell the future or advise them in tough decisions, but they can't. At least not any better than a random person off the street. And they're much more likely to give you an answer that's so vague, it could be of no use. And yet, despite, listen, despite being able to find estimates on how much people spend annually on their services, there's, they can't, it's, you can't find how much in totality are people spending on going to psychics. They were able to find just this one thing. They spend over $300 million every year just on calls to psychic hotlines. One third of a billion Every year, just on the calls. This isn't all the other stuff. Can't find facts on that. So you're probably talking about every year, billions of dollars Americans are spending. When everything you need to know is right here. Isn't that wild? Crazy. And he finishes up with this. He says, you go to some of these people... Their websites, they charge huge sums of money, 50 bucks for a reading, 99.99 for a minimum of 15 minutes or 350 bucks an hour or $600 for a reading with a two-month waiting list. The amounts are huge and quote, people pay it. Isn't that wild? And the whole time, the Bible's right there. But what's the point? It's not just sad. As I stated statistics, even Christians are doing this stuff if you could believe that and the bible's right there but this is where new age gets all the source of truth where they would then turn around and say you and i've got it wrong don't you know that lucifer's a good guy come to free us don't you realize that we need to come under the umbrella of a one world government a one world ruler and give up our national sovereignty and let somebody take over the food supply and have a global tax that's what they teach and yet the irony is, this is the only book on the whole planet that tells you, uh-uh. What they said is coming, but it's part of what's called the Antichrist kingdom in the seven-year tribulation, and you better run. And the good news, don't just sit there and freak out. Run to Jesus. He's the only way out of this mess, and you don't have to be there if you trust him as your savior. It's all there, collecting dust. It's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. Lord willing, next week we're going to get into probably a little bit of clairvoyance. Okay, it's another thing. Astral projection, out-of-body experiences. And then we'll get into the health thing and then we're going to wrap it up. And believe it or not, the final two paragraphs of the workbook, so be sure to bring it. Right. <laughs> Let's go ahead and pray. Well, hi, this is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and Get-A-Life Ministries. And I hope you enjoyed today's study. But in closing, before you go, let me ask you one final question. If you were to die today...